0: I'm Holly, your resident farm girl turned ambitious dreamer, food insecurity advocate and Miss America competitor, flipping the story of who you are and who you can become. Talking to normal people, people who have inspired me, people who have faced their fears and ultimately people who have taken an opportunity and made something of it. From former pageant queens to food insecurity experts, farmers and educators, my hope is to show you what is possible regardless of where you come from. Places shape you, but they don't define you. Let's chat about locale and make the world a little more local. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have with us Mackenzie Garber, who was Miss Missouri as well as Miss Missouri Dot 19 and is now pursuing acting in Los Angeles. So, Mackenzie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. Would you be able to tell everyone a little bit of what you're doing now, where you're from, how Missouri ties into all of that? I grew up um,
1: just outside of Hale, Missouri, and that's H-A-L-E. It's really (laughs) small. It's only 419 people. We don't have any stoplights. Or chain restaurants or anything. Um, our main street is like a few blocks long. So yeah, I grew up outside of Hale on a farm. I was very blessed to grow up on a beautiful farm out in the country, and that really shaped a lot of who I am because I'm a huge nature lover. But our town is so small, I actually had my mom as my fifth grade teacher. So I kind of just grew up with the kids I graduated with. There was about, 14 of us that were together pretty much from the babysitter until we graduated high school. I went to college in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Oral Roberts University. I was blessed with an amazing scholarship there. Um, And in addition to the scholarship money I got from the Miss America program, I'm very lucky to not have any student debt. Um, And I knew from a pretty young age that I wanted to become an actor. When I was about 16, I was like, okay, this is what I really want. And so I did college in three years. I still wanted to get a degree and, you know, go to college and have that experience. But I was able to do college in three years. And then I, my like dream plan, because I grew up, Dancing and doing pageants, and I kind of always idolized Miss America. Was to at least make it to Miss America and get to dance on that stage Mm. um, in Boardwalk Hall. And so I thought, okay, you know, you want to move to LA if you want to go to Miss America. I don't want to have a regret that I'd never tried that. So my my ideal plan was to win right out of college, and that would be like my fourth year of college. And then moved to LA after my year as Miss Missouri or Miss America. So it just worked out really well that I was able to pull that off because it's, you know, such a hard thing to pull off, especially your first try. But I had four years of experience in the outstanding teen and winning outstanding teen taught me so much about what it takes to win the state title and what the job looks like. So that's a whole nother topic because I was a little hesitant if I was up for that challenge again, but I'm really glad I did it because it was a dream of mine. And then I moved to LA in 2016. I studied abroad um, this summer after I gave up my crown. I got to study drama at Oxford with the scholarship money I had from Winning Miss Missouri. And then I moved to LA. So... I live out here. I've been out here three years. I got married about a year and a half ago to my high school sweetheart. We've been together almost 10 years. So, very, very lucky. Happy Valentine's Day. And yeah, we uh, work together for a Missouri-based company called Van Do It. It's a camper van company. So we custom build adventure vans. Lane and I work on the marketing side of things. So I get to use my journalism degree and do a lot of writing and content creation, video editing, uh, which is a lot of fun. And we're very close to everyone in the company. They're basically family. So... I'm very, very lucky to have a job that I love while pursuing my dream of acting.
0: No, that's a lot of different places that you've been and things that you've done. So to start off with, we're going to talk about your journey to being Miss Missouri's Outstanding Teen And what that experience was like. I personally only ever did locals for the Outstanding Teen Pageant and was absolutely terrible. Like watching the videos now makes me cringe, but I'm really glad that I tried it. So, what was that process like for you? To rewind just a little bit to how I even got involved
1: in Pageants, because I really think all of that kind of culminated into me finding the Miss America and Outstanding Teen program. When I was about 11 years old, my dance teacher, uh, started directing the Mrs. Missouri pageant and she started a princess program underneath that and she told my mom and me she's like I really think you would excel at this because I always loved doing public speaking through like 4-H and stuff mm-hmm. so I just gave it a shot and I competed against girls that had done pageants and I honestly was just myself and I, I won and I felt incredibly fortunate and so I was like huh maybe this is something I'm kind of good at Uh, it it just felt like an arena for me to showcase all of my my best skills public speaking dancing Um, that's how I got started in pageants and I really credit that program for a lot of my success in pageants but I pretty much did that all through like after fourth grade on up until outstanding teen Which started when I was thirteen. I did the preteens and then I went to watch Miss Missouri one year and I did not know that the outstanding teens got the crown on your head, like Miss America. Oh with the four points. And I was like, What? So I was like, I wanna do that. So I did outstanding teen when I was thirteen. I still had braces. I was you know, going through that awkward phase and I had no idea the like caliber of competition I was facing. It's As you know from doing this, people show up uh, in Mexico, Missouri in June like with their game faces on, and they've done a ton of preparation. So needless to say, I did not make the top 10 that year, but I came back with a better understanding of what it took. So my second year, I really worked hard, and I got third runner-up, which for me was Amazing to even just make the top five and be that close to winning. So the next year, I was like, all right, I'm going for the gold. And I got first runner up, which was really hard for me at the time. I mean, first runner up, I feel like kind of the most painful thing to get because you know you were so close to winning. And I just really felt like that was like my year, but it wasn't. And so I took a debrief that summer and really thought about it. And I was, Overwhelmed to come back, but I really learned a lot about perseverance and that losing something, even though I didn't technically lose, but not winning is a great test of your character and the kind of person that you are. My fourth and final try before I aged out and I was able to win. I kept my same talent. I did a musical theater dance to I Can Hear the Bells. And that's my outstanding teen journey. I did not make the top 10 or it might have been top eleven might have been top 15, I can't remember, at Miss America's Outstanding Teen, but I did uh, win a non-finalist evening gown award, and I've also awarded a full ride to Troy University, which I ended up not using because of my other scholarship to ORU, but um, it was an amazing experience, and one of my closest friends from the class won Miss Florida's Outstanding Teen Elizabeth Fechtel. One other fun fact about my teen experience is Lacey Russ, Miss America's Outstanding Teen, uh, 2011, I believe she crowned my year and she went to ORU and was one of my best friends, uh, through college and to this day. And I met her through the outstanding team program.
0: I love that. One thing that yeah. I'm really interested in personally. So I played second runner up at Miss Missouri this past year. And I'm curious mm-hmm. how you, what your mindset was like coming back that year that you got first runner up and even third runner up, how you, dealt with that pressure because like you said, it is a very unique position to be that close and knowing you were that close. So how did you deal with that, especially because it was your last year of eligibility? It was a lot
1: of pressure because I mean, I had one more shot at it. And being seventeen at the time, You know, I wasn't as mature as I am now where I thought that, like, if I didn't win, it'd be so heartbreaking, which when you work that hard for something, it is a little bit heartbreaking and that's okay. Like, my heart was a little broken at Miss America when I didn't make the top 15 um, because I felt like I worked my whole life for that. We can talk more about (laughs) dealing with disappointment, but really, at the end of the day, you just know what it took to get to where you got. And I felt like, okay, I know what it took to get to the top. I'm gonna do that again and then some. So I worked even harder and it was it's when you place that high, it's almost it should be a confidence booster. Like, I know I can do this. I just have to work hard and have the I think mindset is huge the way the week of competition. I kind of feel like mindset is everything. So just having the right mindset and trying to have peace throughout the week and knowing that I did the work and just kind of do my thing, let the work speak for itself. Um, And also, I'm a Christian, so I just trust in God's plan. He wants what's best for me. So yeah, just kind of all of those things. And knowing that even if I don't win, I'm going to survive and everything's going to be okay.
0: So after that experience, you went to college and then you decided to do Miss Missouri. Could you talk to us about that experience being Miss Gateway St. Louis and then how your mindset shifted from being a teen and having won the teen competition to competing for Miss.
1: I, after being the outstanding teen, because it was a ton of work, for being a senior in high school and all of my extracurriculars. I was honestly intimidated to apply for a job like Miss Missouri because you're really giving a year of your life to the program and to serving, which is amazing, but that's a big commitment at our age when we have college and careers and getting our life started to think about. Kind of intimidated me knowing how much work it was. And also I had always idolized Miss America, having a hard time picturing myself among that league of women. Mm-hmm. Um so it was important to me to see myself as a woman as a like a well-rounded uh, exemplary woman. I am not gonna lie, I decided to do Miss Gateway a little last minute because I kind of just needed to jump off the high dive and go for it. But I knew in my heart that I would regret it if I didn't go for it. So I did Miss Gateway. I was lucky to win Miss Gateway St. Louis because I absolutely love the Gateway board. And then throughout the year leading up to Miss Missouri, I knew what kind of level of commitment and dedication it would take if I was going to try to win that year. So my best advice to anyone competing or trying to be successful at anything in life is make your everyday life preparation for the job. You shouldn't have to drastically, drastically change yourself because they're looking to know the real you, but you want to be the best version of yourself. So, you know, I practiced my talent a ton. I added more dance classes. I was very lucky at ORU. I got to take dance classes there. Um, physical um, education classes are required at ORU, so I was getting a lot of exercise. I was a journalism major, so I was being exposed to current events all the time, and I really credit ORU a lot for my success in the Miss America program because it just kept sharpening me, felt really strong in who I was, and I showed up ready for the job, and for people particularly competing in the Miss America program one of my philosophy is when you show up you're not just showing up to be miss missouri you're showing up to be miss america that's a stepping stone to becoming miss america and i think if you're miss america ready and you have that mindset the judges can see that so that also kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off because if your ideal goal is to be miss america that's just a stepping stone to get there so i really was trying all year to prepare for Miss America because that's a whole nother level of competition than what you face um, at the state level. So yeah, just working really hard and making my entire like daily routine kind of help prepare me for the job.
0: So looking at Miss America, you said that preparing and having your ideal goal be Miss America helped you take off the pressure of competing at Miss Missouri. If you could go back and redo your Miss America experience or even the preparation before Miss Missouri and then to Miss America, what is something that you would change or an area that you think that people are consistently underprepared for?
1: So a big thing that I learned at Miss America is that branding, self-branding and self-packaging is just huge because there's 52 women and the judges can only keep track of so much. And if you look at even this year's Miss America, Camille Schreier, she's a scientist. Her platform has to do with that. Her talent has to do with that. That's just her brand is science Um, and, you know, very memorable and unique. I don't think every single phase of competition has to screen your one specific brand. If you're able to do that, that's great you know, my platform with character, which tied into my small town upbringing and how it instilled me with that. Uh, my, my talent, I'm a dancer. So, you know, you can't always make every phase of competition all about your platform, but you can definitely try to brand as much as possible. And with my, you know, video packaging and things I sent to Miss America, I really tried to make it around the fact that I'm from a small town. It doesn't matter where you come from. You can do incredible things if you have character. So I felt like I strived to brand myself. But I think if I had understood that even even more, how important it was, I think it, it might have worked to my advantage a little bit. Um, but yeah, you can you can say that about... <laughs> You can say that about a million, but you, you can always nitpick little things. And another thing uh, that was just really hard for me leading up to Miss America, which I think I handled it to the best of my abilities, is from the time I won Miss Missouri until Miss America, I had three months. I was incredibly busy with media appearances, um, platform appearances, just appearances on top of preparing for Miss America. There was still swimsuit at the time. I had a trainer. I was studying at the Kansas City Ballet to keep my technique up. I was always on the road doing something uh, because there's the excitement of winning uh, with my small town and the media. And then you're also trying to prepare for Miss America. So it's a ton of pressure and it's very exhausting. Um and, you know, I wouldn't change anything now that I survived it, but that was literally one of the most physically and emotionally challenging times of my life, just dealing with all of that while preparing for the Olympics of pageantry.
0: <laughs>
1: so I, I, I think if you win and you're able to create space in your life just for rest and peace, that's so important too, which I did when I could, but you know, this past year's class, they had a long time to prepare. Um, cause it was in December, but yeah, that was a, that was a challenge that I definitely faced because I only had three months.
0: How did you both for your one year of competing for Miss Missouri, but also for Miss America, stay focused on yourself and not compare yourself to the competition and, and keep that positive mindset through that whole process.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and that's probably the biggest challenge with someone competing in a pageant or anything in life. You know, I'm pursuing acting and it would be super easy for me to compare myself to a waiting room of girls that look like me. Um I really credit a lot of that to my parents and the way that I was raised. My parents really instilled in me a self of uniqueness and confidence. And Coming from a small town, I was able to be involved in a lot of things, which I think built confidence. And I had the same teachers all through school, and I was around them, and they really instilled in me a sense of confidence and belonging. I think that strong sense of community made me feel very well-rounded and special and loved. A lot of that goes to my faith in God that we're all created unique and wonderful Um, and a huge Another piece for me is uh, the um, late pageant coach, Don Baker, who sadly passed away during my year. He uh, wrote a book about mindset and interview preparation. And I worked with him before uh, Miss America's Outstanding Teen and Miss America. And that's pretty much the fatal mistake you can make when competing is comparing yourself to the other contestants because no one is you and you can only be the best version of yourself so that was really important to me especially at Miss America because I'm up against I shouldn't say up against because we're kind of competing against ourselves but the most talented well-rounded beautiful amazing women in the country so I just really you know, focus on that mindset before I got there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let myself do this. And Miss Missouri was a practice round of that. So I do think I did a pretty good job of doing that. Everyone does it a little bit because it's, you know, it's easy, but I was able to work on that and overcome it. So it wasn't something that was really bothering me while I was there, but it's human to do that for sure. It's a waste of energy to compare yourself to other people because you can't change them. And by the time the competition rolls around, you can't really change you. The only thing you really have is your preparation and your sanity. So <laughs> you have to hold on to the the sanity part. And at Miss America, did you have a roommate? So my roommate was Meg McGuffin okay. from Alabama. It's so funny. She was the class clown in Orlando when we met. For Miss America's Outstanding Team, and we all went to watch, and she's just a huge extrovert, hilarious. And I said to myself, whoever whoever has her for roommate is in for a wild ride, just because you know she's just one of those uh, people that take over a room. She's a, just a huge personality and alpha. And then I found out right before Miss America who my roommate was. And it ended up honestly being the highlight of Miss America for me, other than my best friend from the class, Betty Cantrell, won Miss America, um, which we can talk more about that. But Meg Meg was just such a hilarious, laid-back roommate, and I tend to get pretty serious and heavy when I'm competing in something I really care about, and she kept me light. And I needed that. So it was kind of like God put us together in the same room. We like died laughing about something every single night. Um, And then Betty, I got really close to her in Orlando at Miss America's Outstanding Team. We arrived at the hotel at the same time and she stuck her head in my taxi and she's like, are you Miss Missouri? I was like, yeah, how can you tell? She's like, I just could tell. I'm I'm Betty. I'm Miss Georgia. That was a really bad imitation of her voice. But her mom and her just really took me in that week and requested to room on the same floor as me because I was traveling by myself. And we would meet at the elevators before the show and dip each other's dresses up. And we just got really close that week. I knew she was going to do amazing at Miss America and she did. She won the dang thing. So I was so happy for I got to go to her her homecoming in Georgia, which was absolutely amazing. And then she actually had me as a bridesmaid at her wedding. I can tell my daughter, future daughter, I was in Miss America's wedding. Like that's <laughs> really amazing. So it was magical when she won because I was uh, very close to her during the whole experience. So That was kind of my takeaway. My like little takeaway gift from Miss America was watching someone I was close to have that crazy dream come true.
0: And then after Miss America, you go back, obviously, to being Miss Missouri for the rest of the year. What was something that you did not expect about the day-to-day of being Miss Missouri? And what is something that you think people don't realize that Miss Missouri does very often?
1: You're really on your own a lot as Miss Missouri, you're a little bit of a loner. And I don't I don't really know if people realize that. Even when you win leading up to Miss America, you're kind of a loner because you're traveling a lot. Some states have a full-time travel companion like Miss America does, and that's amazing. But you're doing pretty much all the driving by yourself, which is exhausting because you kind of live in your car. <laughs> so I was very lucky that my My parents were able to help me um, as much as they could. They were both, you know, working at the time. Even though I knew that from being outstanding teen, it's, you know, when you win Miss Missouri, your year is pretty much what you make it after Miss America. So I knew I wanted to make the most of it. Um, You do have a host family. I was very blessed to have the Jollies from Mexico, Missouri. Uh, they have a gorgeous house. Anne is the uh, executive director, uh, co-executive director of Miss Missouri. She used to be the chair, but I was very close to them, and they live on a gorgeous farm with a lot of animals, which made me very, very happy. So, but I was really fortunate. I was also able to do things outside of Missouri. I was able to go to Capitol Hill and speak to Congress people about my platform on behalf of the Missouri After School Program, and yeah, just. Travel. I went to Disney for the CMN Marathon and was reunited with a lot of my state title holders. So it was like planes, trains, and automobiles (laughs) and a lot of uh, fast food. (laughs) (laughs) So you just kind of make it work. And if that means putting an evening gown on in the back of your car or a McDonald's bathroom, you just roll with it and you are constantly on when you're around people. So yeah, it's very, very, very stimulating year, but you're, if you're in the right mindset for the job, it's amazing, and it's a huge gift to be in touch with, to be, come in contact with so many amazing people and have an impact on them. Uh, so yeah, I knew what I was getting myself into, but I one thing I don't think I really mentally prepared for, because I don't think you can, is... You know, I was trying to become Miss America and I had to get over that and be Miss Missouri. I had appearances like right after Miss America. So you just kind of have to suck it up and be grateful because so many deserving women never even become Miss Missouri and get to go to Miss America. Dealing with that emotionally and being strong about that was definitely a little bit of a challenge for me. It's just a lot is going on for a year.
0: Yeah, I yeah. can only imagine what it's like being in Miss Missouri. And even as a local title holder, sometimes you have that when you're driving across the state and planning your own appearances. So it's kind of a mini Miss Missouri, if you will, and learning how to actually do the job of Miss Missouri.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you, you really should be doing that. It's going to like what you're doing, it's going to show and it's going to help you feel ready for the job and have the right mindset when you walk into that interview and when you're competing that week. And I was a little bit of a crazy person because I had a seven, I have a seven, I had a seven and a half hour drive from Tulsa to St. Louis. And we met once a month, at least for, uh, and, um, I would have to take naps in my car. But yeah, when you're Miss Missouri, you know, you are constantly traveling and if you make the most of your, your year, it's really what you make it. Um, And you are expected to always be on time, always look professional and look great and be in a good mood, which it's a gift. And that's amazing. But I don't think I don't think people realize, you know, how it's a lot. So I I, uh, applaud any woman that's done it because it is a it is a lot. And you're giving speeches and that's why you really should prepare for the job because it's not it's not an easy job.
0: Yeah. I'm also, I'm approaching my last year of college. So I'll graduate in May and oh, that, amazing. Yeah, I'm excited, but that's the timing of whenever you won Miss Missouri was that it was competing that one year, kind of, if you won, you won. And if you didn't, you were completely done. And how did you frame your mindset? So for me, I graduate in May and I'm not really sure what I'm doing after that because I just have Miss Missouri right now. And like, yeah. how do you navigate the changing of who you are and what you have going on in your life in that season of life. Yeah, no,
1: it's definitely tough because you can't really plan a career move when you're applying for this huge job that you really, really want. You kind of have to put your, all your focus and all your heart into that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having a backup plan. I kind of didn't because I, you know, I didn't know if it was a one shot deal I'm you know a very determined person, so I think if I hadn't won, I might have kept competing. I don't know if I would have competed in California or how that would have looked um, I think it's always good to have options, but but keep your options open, but yeah, just having the right mindset of you know i've I've prepared and you know that's going to speak for itself and I just have to keep my peace and belief in myself throughout the week and a lot of that goes back to who you surround yourself with and having good mentors the gateway board is amazing and then my mentor through college was Jennifer Hoover who is Miss Missouri 2001 yeah she, was she one lives in days. yeah you know her she's amazing she um lives in Tulsa She went to Tulsa University, and her husband's from there. And I babysat her kids throughout college. And she is an incredible woman. She has a musical theater degree, and then she got her law degree. And she really mentored me to becoming Miss Missouri, and she mentored me all the way through Miss America and through my year as Miss Missouri. And I had other mentors. Um, Another Miss Missouri, Stacey Cooley-Harkin, was one of my mentors throughout leading up to Miss America. She was my talent mentor. And just like my, one of my mentors throughout my year, they both set up appearances for me, did a ton for me. But I was on the phone with Jennifer the night before my interview, just running over things. And I really, I think if you want to be successful, you need really good mentors in your life who have been through similar things and can really encourage you and build you up. I think the mentors that believed in me, um, you know, the Gateway Board, Gary Bogner. Uh he used to be on the Gateway Board, he's his own local now, but he was a huge believer in me.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love the importance of mentors and especially I'm sure you can relate to this coming from a small town, but I didn't know a lot of people who had done Miss Missouri or who knew the intensity of preparation and what that really looks like. And so it's been cool to have mentors even in my fellow contestants and in people who are older who've now aged out being able to rely on them for that kind of information and insight has been really helpful for me. Yeah, that's amazing to have that.
1: And even leading up to Miss America, Shelby Ringdall had me over and wanted to like, give me some advice. So huge having that it really is a sisterhood. I mean, even women that maybe didn't win Miss Missouri, but easily could have they all have been through that crazy unique experience that nobody else has been through and they can give great advice. And it's so rewarding. Like it makes, it makes being a part of it so much more meaningful to me than just having the title is that I can, it makes it more worth it what I went through. If I can take all of my lessons learned and share those with other people, you know, was winning Miss Missouri one of the coolest accomplishments I've ever had. And I had, you know, the amazing, Year that I did, yes. But when I look back on my life so far, it, it's not the winning that was like a defining moment for me. It was the experiences I had during my year of service. And being missionary does open more doors, but you can still have those kind of experiences as a local title holder and whatever you do in life. It's kind of a launching pad for whatever you do from there. It's taught me a lot about being, believing in myself and having confidence.
0: That leads perfectly into our last question. Um, tying off of that, you are my first feature in my gateway to the rest series, highlighting how women were I know I'm so excited, um, highlighting <laughs> women who had competed, whether they won or not were shaped and made better through participation in the program. And so I'd like to leave our podcast today talking about what you're doing now and how, the entire experience from when you were 13 until when you gave up your title as Miss Missouri um, has really prepared you to chase your dreams in LA and to kind of go full throttle into what you're really interested in?
1: So the the program has taught me so much about passion and what it truly means to strive for excellence, because that's what it takes to truly do well. And I've I've always loved to excel in everything I do, but it just raised the bar for me and how much passion I put into things. And it's also good to have balance. Um, But yeah, it just really taught me about really putting my whole heart into everything that
0: I do. Answer them as fast as you can and we'll get through 10 of them. So ready? Yes. Perfect. Okay, favorite food? French toast. Favorite quote?
1: Favorite quote? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Eleanor Roosevelt.
0: I love it. Favorite wardrobe item at Miss America?
1: My arrival outfit uh, for the arrival ceremony. It was a little two-piece. with so was a kind of like modern floral print. It reminded me very modern-day Audrey Hepburn. Ooh. I got it from the Royal Wee.
0: Worst fashion or style advice you've ever been given? Oh, wow. That one's really
1: hard. Um, oh, I'm failing now. That's okay. worst? My worst was um, blue eyeliner. You know, there's so many ways with fashion. I just, I, yeah, I don't know the worst. And it's usually more people being critical than giving me <laughs> advice.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. okay. I have one, but it's not five seconds. That's okay. I don't recommend getting a custom gown unless you can try on something very, very similar to it and have it altered. That's what I did for my wedding gown, uh, which is my favorite dress I've ever worn, but it was really stressful. Miss America was the first time I ever had a custom gown,
0: and it's just incredibly stressful because you don't really get to try it on until it's a done deal. I fully agree on that one. Favorite place in Hale, Missouri?
1: It would be my farm. Uh, my, I live on a gorgeous uh, hilly green farm, and there's a lake in my backyard, and I spent most of my life just watching the sunset back there. Favorite class in college? Probably my dance classes. Uh, so it's close tie. To I took a lot of theater classes in college as electives, so it's a close tie between dance and theater.
0: Um, Last question. What is your favorite interview question that you've ever been asked? My
1: favorite interview question I've
0: ever been asked. That is a hard one that
1: you need time to think about. (laughs) Or least favorite, if you know that one. So I got a super random one at Miss America. They said, how has Fosse influenced your dancing? And there is nowhere on my paperwork that I ever talk about Fosse. And I think the judge is just a dance person and saw that I was doing a jazz on point and wanted to like test me. And I handled it, but it was super, super random. And I had to kind of steer it back to me and what's relevant to me. So if you're being a judge, like, it's okay to ask like for of event questions, but if it's something about how has this person influenced you, if they don't say they've been influenced by that person, don't just assume that. <laughs> That was just like incredibly random. And then my favorite one I've ever been I've ever been asked. Oh, I love making animal noises. And I was on my fun facts at Miss America, and I was hoping they would ask me about it, and they did. And I was trying to be coy, and I just did one because I didn't want to spend my whole interview making animal noises. But now I'm like, you know what? Since I didn't make the top 15, I guess they wanted more animal noises out of me. So I guess I should have just given all of them to them.
0: That's funny. So thank you again, Kenzie, for coming on and joining us all the way from L.A. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored and I wish you all the best this year at Miss Missouri. I know you're going to be amazing. If you have someone that you think should be featured, visit me at Holly Enowski-MAO on Facebook or at Miss Gateway St. Louis on Instagram or shoot me an email. Thanks.